the Mammoth Games Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm. With me, as always, Filter Cord. What and up? And now, Johnny Riot. Yo, yo, I'm back. Yeah, Ready yeah. To talk some shit on the news. For sure. Um, There's been news. We, uh, we, um, it's like we swapped uh, Johnny and Brian last, you know, last week and this week. Like one rotated in, one rotated out. So I think that's a. I mean, I guess that's the point of it, right? Yep. I'm pulling on multiple hosts, so it's pretty cool. Uh, Gets- I would have been here last week, but I kind of accidentally got pulled into what felt like a family reunion. It was supposed to start out with a, a, a late lunch, and then it turned into oh, there's like nine people there. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, not to mention we did the Resident Evil recording before that, uh, which took twice as long as I think we may have been anticipating. I kind of anticipated it would take longer, but, uh, you know, it was wishful thinking. We covered a lot with it. We covered a lot, a whole lot. Man, have I had a Resident Evil-y week now, so I am, ooh, boy. That's uh, that's for another time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Punch me some fucking gators. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think across the last week... Uh, across the last two weeks, we've all probably beaten a Resident Evil game, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 I know I've beat several. I, that's almost exclusively what I've been playing is Resident <laughs> Evil games. I, like, I beat zero, played through most of one, beat three right before <clears throat> Village came out. I don't know where I'm at in Village um, or how much further I have to go. I can kind of gauge it, but... Um, did you guys want to talk about Village at all? Any experiences with that? I don't want to dive too far in. We can talk about general experience, um, even compared to some other games, and yeah. I'm fine with that. Um, but I know for no. a fact I'm not nearly as far as you guys are. I solved a really cool puzzle and had to quit okay. like, right then. So, Yeah, and I think, Filter, you might be... Uh, Johnny might even be just a bit ahead of you. Well, I think he said he was it. just a bit behind. So I, I have gotten to... Of, I've, I've gotten half... Of the statues done. Okay. Yeah, so you're definitely further than me. I oh. did a, a really early puzzle that revolved me rotating some things around. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's... I, I did that. And then, of course, you know, standard, like, house stuff. And went to a Kevin Smith show yesterday. That's all I did. Hmm. So I'm much... I'm very... Like, I'm, I don't want to say I'm close to the end, but, you know, gating how many hours people have been putting into it. Um, yeah, I mean, when when Kevin yeah. Smith appears in the game, you know you're pretty close to the end. Yeah. No, that was a separate instance. That would be fun. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I, have, seen, I have seen quite a few mods um, of this already. Oh, though. boy, yeah, yeah. They're I they're cannot wait to download some of the risky ones later. The, the yeah, I'm getting this on PC. That's all there is to it. The Barney mod is the one that really because the quality of the yeah. the model. Yep, dude. Really, the Barney good. one came from the demo. Is what was so great. Yeah, yeah. Like not only did the PC fan base instantly go like, nah, fuck a time limit. We got <laughs> that already. Yep. But then they're like, you know what? Also, these guys aren't scary enough. You know what we need more of? Barney, big purple dinosaurs. Nice. Could nice. be spookier. Add Barney. Uh, but yeah, this I will can't be. Wait till the boss fight is baby bop. We definitely will uh, be diving into this. Um, I don't know. We've been kind of doing two parters for a Resident Evil story mode, so this could be paired with seven, depending. Um, 
we might be able to do be. a bigger yeah, episode. It's... Not a bigger episode, but you know, a, a little bit longer episode just to get seven and eight, just to kind of cover Ethan Winner's story so far. Yeah. Which is good. It's good. It is good. And, and I'm coming. I'm coming off that Resident Evil Seven high. I I managed to avoid every spoiler for Seven except for like one, mm-hmm. and I beat the game last week. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, seven. It, uh, seven really super delivers on the horror aspect, um, mm. especially early. Eight is very. It's almost yeah, because uh, later in seven, I feel like the horror drops out. Mm-hmm. Um, in eight, they take a different approach, and it, it's more of a roller coaster, where you have highs and lows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the DLC for seven really sets that pacing up. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely dig more into that, uh, you know, as we get through story mode. As you know, we're of course not through the game, but uh, despite some people's opinions on it, um, I say go check out Resident Evil Eight. I think it's worth a buy, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. it's it's definitely good. It's different. It, it's a different vibe altogether. Um, the opening cutscene that we got as the original reveal trailer, which was like that really cool storybook, like. Mm-hmm. The story being told, um, I completely forgot about that till I booted the game up. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because that's how we—that's how they revealed Village was with that like very weird Tim Burton esque like cutscene yeah. about the mother reading the story, and it reminded me of um, that PS4 launch game. Um, what was it called? Like a Compendium Studio game, uh, the guys that made uh, or Compulsion Studio, the guys who made um, mm. the game with Joy. Uh, it has yeah, Joy, uh, and you know they take the pill to We Happy Few. We Happy Few, we happy few. and uh, the, that early uh, Contrast. Contrast. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me that storybook section just reminds me of Contrast a lot. It was yeah. it was really cool. Like I want that book. I want that actual book. It was awesome. That yep. was probably the coolest way to open up a game. And then when they started the actual story stuff, I was like, this is really a cool way to open this up. Like, yeah. I'm down. I'm down. And that's that's enough. That, that's enough because that's Resident Evil Village, and I can't wait to dive back into more of it. I know you guys can't either. Um, but we're here for news. Yeah. And it has been a very busy week. It has. Uh, so um, if you guys get the chance, as always... Head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check out all that top news and video game stuff. Everything we usually talk about here is usually over there. Uh, so chat with us on the daily as well over on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live and do junk just like this. Um, let's dive in. Um, the first bit of information revolving around E3. Yeah. So uh, E3 is happening digitally this year. Um, Which we all kind of saw coming. Right. No one's mad about yeah, it. Yeah, not super... I'm not. Not super crazy. Uh, they they have lost a lot of big uh, headliners, which I guess is not super surprising because they're primarily trying to get, you know, the notoriety of, you know, a big physical display and everything, so not super surprising there. Yeah. But, we saw that last year as well. You know, tons of people just kind of dropped out of these major shows because they're like, well, well why I, would we Yeah, we there? can just make our own make digital our own. showcase that we can com- fully control and it's not, you know, slowed or it's not withheld in any way by, a, you know, a different company that we don't own. I did so, kind of hate yeah. that, though. 
Yeah. Just because it was like so much, I was like, oh, what? Like, IO Interactive had something today? I did not even see that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, It it has made it a lot harder to track uh, what all all the total events going on. But, um, so yeah, we we have some some more uh, E3 lineup stuff, including Square Enix, Bam Bam Nam Cam, uh, Gearbox, Freedom Games, not sure who that is, Devious Eye, Turtle Beach, Verizon, Binge, not sure what that is, Xseed Games, um, already confirmed includes Nintendo, Xbox, Take-Two, Ubisoft, Capcom, Warner Brothers Games, Sony and EA are both sitting E3 out and doing their own thing, Konami has said they will not be there despite having several, quote, notable projects in the works, yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. That's interesting. I, the thing with with Konami is those quote notable projects in the works are like bingo, um, new types of digital bingo. There's <laughs> major rumors going out that Konami has licensed out a ton of big IPs for other places to work on. That'd be cool. I feel like that's not the kind of news they want to toss at E3. They're getting it, it's if if Konami dropped info about like. Hey guys, a new Castlevania. Let's do a new Silent Hill or a Silent Hill re- remake or any of those big Konami IPs. Mm-hmm. If they got announced at something like E3, A, they're going to steal the show. Yep. And B, they're not going to live up to the hype from stealing the show. Yeah, probably not. So I, I think it's smart <clears throat> for Konami to not be there. They don't really have enough to bring to the table. And the thing they do bring to the table, like, they're that weird uncle. They are. Who, like, that weird uncle that that was like really cool when you were a kid and like now that you're older you realize he's probably like done way too much acid and you probably shouldn't be alone with him because Mm -hmm. you're probably gonna have to drive him to the hospital later but every once in a while he pulls through and when he does it's amazing like dude brings a triple layer like super decadent cake like to a fucking family cookout I was hoping you were gonna say burrito and no one even knew he knew how to cook. Brings like, a burrito. A triple layer burrito from Taco Bell. And you're like, fuck yeah! <laughs> King. Like, Konami's that weird, weird uncle, though. And, like, they're probably doing some weird shit right now. Probably doing some cool stuff. But we don't need to know that. We have enough other stuff to worry about. Yeah. 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 Um, so, definitely something to keep an eye on. I do know... Um, Jeff Keighley, he had the Summer of Games last year. Uh, he's going to be doing that again this year. So that's a really good place to try to stay up to date on all of the things that are going to be flying out between uh, the end of May, going through all of June, uh, all the way up to like the probably end of August. Um, whenever the Tokyo Game Show takes place. Yep. Dude, what the fuck is up with you getting the ad for people with half fingers? I don't know. I don't know. This is like the third time you've I'm gotten a weird ad on something with someone with a missing finger. Can I get rid of it? Let's find out. No, <laughs> I can't. Nope. It's too powerful. Game Informer just, I don't know. I guess they love God. whatever this university is. Fucking Ethan Winter is just sneaking into the ads. I know. The Like, we were poor making guy. that joke before. Like, poor son of a bitch. Like, no, just, no fingers allowed for you, sir. They want him to be a Ninja Turtle. Apparently, man. Poor dude. I grew up watching it too, so yeah. I understand. Grandma Demet, Grandma Demetresk just sitting there smiling. Wait, did she take off the finger? Probably. In this it's ad? Probably in her mouth. She probably she did it. got these new chompers? 
<laughs> yeah, that, actually, that's a good question. What about the grandma? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm going right. to need to see some more bloodline info here. Yeah. Where, what? Yeah, where what? That's that's pretty much it. Where what? Uh, a where what? I don't okay, know. She's a where what now. Oh, fuck. No, we're <laughs> going to... She's so a vampire annoying. now. We know she's a where what? She... We're gonna attack back around to Resident Evil if we're not careful. Um, so, Speaking uh, of uh, JRPGs, <laughs> is not how you do a segue. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, what are you, Paul Blart? Mocha, your soybus. You said segue, so I just went straight to mall security. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I could go on about that movie, but. Uh, the Yakuza spinoff Judgment is getting a uh, sequel, correct? Lost Judgment. Yeah, yeah, and Judgment was big when it dropped um, because people have been wanting more Yakuza stuff, and uh, it was a they, jumping on point for a hmm. lot of people. They're like, oh, yeah. like we're not nineteen in here. I can get you know everything I need right out of just this one game. Right. Yeah, um, this one the ju- judgment did intrigue me originally, but I think it is it just the combat. Is that the thing that I, I know? Coupled with there being uh, like six different games that I've not played, um, and just trying to go back and jump into the first one and play my way through, I, I, the interest for me is just not there. But then I, I also think. I'm just not into that combat. Yeah, I, I don't like the Yakuza. So I did I did try to go back and play uh, Kiwami. Yakuza Kiwami 1. Yeah, yeah. And they also made Kiwami 0, which I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I think I'll tack back and hit that one rather than starting there, because I might, you know, it, it's... I, I kind of wanted to play them in chronological order how they released. Mm-hmm. But I just, I mean, the I don't super like the combat. Um... They are extremely long and detailed games. So, yeah, I think Judgment was a good jump-on point. Uh, this will be interesting to see it continued. Um, I didn't really hear a lot about Judgment, so I guess I can't say whether it had a satisfying ending on the first game or not. Um, but, yeah, we got a squeak wheel here. It's keeping the same gameplay stylings and everything. And that's not the only uh, Yakuza news we got, because they are... Uh, the Yakuza series it has announced that they're going to continue to have uh, turn-based combat in the future, basically based off the success of Like a Dragon. Yeah, yeah, and that's I, good. For me, that's that's great because Like a Dragon was really cool. Excellent. It brought a lot of new people into the series that hadn't played them before. Yeah, because mm-hmm. um, it gave us a new a new main character to follow, um, which was also kind of nice. Yep. So. Uh, it looks like going forward, if you want your your action and all that fun stuff, you're going to go with the Judgment series. And if you want to start going with that still super quirky world with JRPG combat and over-the-top Dragon Quest references and whatnot, you're going to go with Yakuza. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's um, a deciding factor. Like, now I'm like, when I see, like, a dragon, like, hit a sale and I you know, have a little bit of time. Even if I don't have time, but I know I'm going to have time later, I'm picking it up. Oh, um, it's such a good game. It's I've barely had any time for it, but it's fun. It still has little quick time events, just like the other uh, games have, but 
it really comes back down to a job system and a JRPG, and it's so goofy and weird. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. Um, a lot of news. It, it was, a, like, the last couple days, it was, like, a heavy Yakuza. Yep. News day. They must have had um, some kind of event or something. Uh, well, the um, judgment accidentally leaked on PlayStation. Okay. Is what it was. So they're like, all Absolutely. right, here's here's all the news we've been sitting on. And I mean, man, I really love the world that you know. I I love the areas that they that I always see in the Yakuza games. I don't know the areas because you know I haven't really played them, but they always look stunning. Yeah, the original one was uh, original was Camarocho that you were always in. They took you to a new place in Like a Dragon, and I think Judgment takes place in a different area as well. Yeah. They yeah, they're always, beautiful the games. They're so well always detailed. Like so, awesome, awesome. Definitely some good news for that. For sure. Um, so, one of the things, uh, I think we might have touched base on it um, a couple of shows back, but uh, it, things haven't been working out well for Jade Raymond. Yeah, so we've, we've talked about uh, several uh, Jade Raymond projects and studios so she was at what ea she like founded ea motive or something like that uh, um I, where was she before that she was a she was uh, ubisoft that. person for a while that's that's what it was she was i think she was UB. discovered through ubisoft yeah was she doing stuff for assassin's creed um yeah ubisoft montreal she led the creation of the first assassin's creed she went on to produce assassin's creed 2 executive producer of a new ip which included watchdogs and mighty quest for epic loop uh, she moved to Toronto nice. to build a new studio for Ubisoft as managing director. She's also on the board of directors of an organization on the advancement of women across film, television, and screen-based industries. She announced Big that day. she joined EA and formed Motive Studios. She was also in charge of Visceral Games, where she worked mm -hmm. with game designer and writer Amy Hennig on the Star Wars games that were canceled. Uh, she was recognized for Trailblazing Endeavors, one of the few in Variety Magazine's uh, board of directors for Academy of Arts and Sciences, left Motive on a top secret project. She announced she had joined Google, working on the Stadia team. On February of 2021, she announced that she had left Stadia and Google, concurrent with Google's announcement of the wind down of Stadia. Um, and uh, now she's yeah working on Haven Entertainment Studios, a new independent studio with Sony investing in the studio to create original ip for playstation that's cool um i think this will be the time we'll finally see one of her projects uh come to, yeah finally yeah see she's the had like a day. she's had a cursed run since leaving ubisoft basically yeah what, what has it been it's been five years eh, six years maybe a little bit yeah she was as a as a uh, managing director she worked with a lot of the the bigger ubisoft games that came out in that time period but yeah it's been a while now yeah um so yeah d definitely um i think it's funny that it's named haven yeah <laughs> like and um so yeah, several, to actually make something right right yeah. um and several google stadia execs have also left to join her which yeah. is huge um because I, I mean we talked about that for a while where you know the you know some of these people were just kind of being scooped up to work on these stadia titles uh, well yeah that was true of it is funny to watch these like mega huge companies not be able to break into games yeah and it's like what exactly like how are you not getting this <laughs> like li unlimited resources 
and they can't figure out how to put a game out. You know, and it's like Google, Amazon. Um, we've seen some kind of smaller examples as well, and it's just yeah. Like, yeah, I really don't get why this is becoming such a challenge. With unlimited resources comes great responsibility. Apparently, not super great. Because <laughs> oh wait, yeah. I meant your responsibility. I'm sorry. Your responsibility. There we go. Yeah, it, it is really odd, but hopefully we'll see that turn around here. Um, I guess we'll have to wait and see, but I'm interested either way. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, as well, in a turn of event, we were talking uh, a few weeks ago about um, Discord possibly being scooped up by Microsoft. Uh, that was squashed. We said we would follow up on it. Here's the follow-up. Yeah. Um, PlayStation announced a partnership with Discord that will be available next year that will integrate basically your social experience on the PlayStation. Um, being, you'll be able to integrate that um, Discord experience right on your PlayStation, uh, which is pretty cool um, because uh, in the next article we talk about, we'll learn uh, a little bit more about Sony's you know, dive into crossplay, uh, yeah. and that's exactly what this opens up. Yep. So yeah, so, this is. Uh, I know people have, especially in the news, they've kind of reported that this was like, oh, you know, they turned away Microsoft's deal, and even I was kind of, you know, I had read that at first that they turned away Microsoft and went with Sony. So Microsoft already has an equivalent this deal partnership, yeah, yeah, with Discord, yeah, and they can... have for a while, and then now Sony is also getting it, which yeah, that's. The more more recent news that has kind of already thought about it are now saying, "Oh, this is actually like going to really open up the option for crossplay," like you said. Yeah, what this yeah. is really doing is putting Discord up on a pedestal and showing how useful it is. Exactly. Um, it's really weird that I draw comparisons to more people partnering with Discord to like major banks partnering with Zelle for money transfers. Yeah. Sure. And it's a weird comparison that I make, but it fits. Um, it's just a really useful tool. Well, we can't figure out how to do this on our own, so we'll go to the guy that did it best and use theirs. Well, it'd be yeah, too much and, work and, to figure and out. And everyone has a that. stake in it, so everyone's going to have a stake in it at this point. So as soon as Nintendo gets off their butts and jumps in, yeah. then Discord's going to be that main go-to to help communicate with everybody. Yeah, yep. Nintendo right now is like, how could... We, we could... We couldn't put Discord on her. <laughs> Nintendo right now is, wait, you can talk to people while you play games online? Yeah, they're like, you did. No, you, <laughs> like, you, you lean over to app. them next to you, right? It's like, no, you guys released an app for that a couple of years ago, remember? It had a weird little dongle that connected to your phone that looked like a squid. Okay. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much and everything. I'm sorry I brought that memory platform. back for you guys. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's cool. Um we're getting, uh, you know, a, a lot of games that are cross, you know, cross play. You know, Fortnite being a, a, a one of the like kind of leaders, but you also have Rocket League. Call of Duty is going into that. I'm sure we'll see um, some stuff with uh, like Battlefield coming up. Um, I'm not sure if the sports games are as well, but you know, just some of these heavy hitters that are you know competitive multiplayer stuff. So this would be a way for all of those people to be able to chat if they want to. Yeah. Yeah. All nice. right. Now let's I just get really to the... hope the Discord at some point changes their fucking logo. 
You don't like the little ghostly controller looking thing? The number of times I have tried to close Twitch and close Discord in the middle of talking to you guys (laughs) is infuriating. That's funny. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. It definitely is similar. What is, is that supposed to be like a robot? Is that what that is? It looks like it looks like the little thing for batteries not included, so probably. I, I it looks like Astro well, Bot. Actually, we did graduate from the same uh, university as the as the creator of Discord. Yeah. yeah, we could uh, maybe we could reach out to him. Let's get him on the show. But let's not use Discord to uh, to to do the interview. Yes, yeah, so right, so want to talk to us on I'm ready. Uh, on uh, the 2015 version of Skype. Yeah, <laughs> like it. Uh, uh, Discord? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so we don't use I, that, actually. No. We're actually using landlines, what? and uh, <laughs> we're on speakerphone and with a microphone up to the up to the phone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the normal way. Yeah. The way Jod intended. God damn it. Speaking of Jod. Jod damn it. Yeah, we've got some really weird and funny... And kind of interesting, some a couple behind-the-scenes peeks on uh, some stuff coming out due to the Apple versus Epic uh, lawsuit that's been going on for a while now. Yeah, so for anyone that doesn't remember, we covered this almost a year ago now yeah. to start. Yeah. Um, and so, it all happened because Epic suddenly decided, hey guys, you're paying a lot for your V-Bucks that you don't need to be paying, so... If you buy them directly through us instead, um, and here's your in-game option to do so, it's cheaper than buying it on the App Store. Yeah. Which, Apple was like, no. (laughs) Yeah, Apple instantly shut that down and said, you're violating terms and conditions. You cannot have people buying your, um, paying for things through your game that are on our Right, so you like you can't so. send them to an external marketplace, basically, without like you can't like intentionally go around our shit, which is clearly what they were doing. So yeah, um, yeah. There's a uh, there's um, let's see. There's there's several news stories here. So we got a couple links. Um, yeah, yeah, and they're they're not. It, this is pretty much just like an open chat about it yeah this um, is it's not so much something in order and we right. do have i think one article here um that's like what we've learned so far that's telling the story a of all up. of it so what this really did is when this all blew up last year a lot of us kind of sat back and said this is insane yep um why would somebody go to court with apple and then we thought about it and it was like it's fucking epic though yeah um, yeah the only the, people the who company, can do it and get away with the it. The company totally. that has ruffled more feathers in the gaming industry than anybody else because they always do these things that are either costing them money or they're bettering somebody else but hurting them. Mm-hmm. And they just kept doing it from getting games exclusive to them, which pissed other people off and got developers more money and cost them an arm and a leg. Yep. Um, they're giving us cool free stuff all the time and it's costing them money to do that. Um, Epic was like that good guy that spread itself too thin over and over and we all started thinking like if anyone can do this it's epic and if anything there's they can't lose like the goodwill like, is really it's like beating a it's like them. beating a, an eight-year-old yeah. at duck hunt in like a tournament um like you know that you're gonna kick his ass so it's either like you lose you, you throw the game and you sacrifice to a little kid or you beat a little kid right <laughs> battle of josh in this route and that's kind of how it is going with Epic. Is like, 
you're, you, you can't beat Epic at this point. You're either going to lose and Epic's going to steamroll you, or you're going to win and people are going to hate you more because they like Epic more. Right. And I mean, yeah. also, like, Epic has the backing of essentially the Chinese government also. So, and, um, and they have, you know, the most successful game, the most lucrative game. Yeah, that's in, currently in out and has been out for a while. Yeah, uh, it, yeah the like, power move is, do you want this on your platform or not? This can make you a lot of money or it cannot. Yep, yep. Like, Epic's just, Epic's too big to take down. Yeah. And, but the thing is, they're a new giant. And this is what we talked about last year, is Epic is a new giant entering the ring. And Apple's just been sitting on its throne for fucking decades at this point. Like, yeah. you can't push them down. They've been there for over 10 years just chilling, like, sorry, what do you want again? Yeah, go stand over there. Um, yeah, right. I, I and I don't think like even with this, I, I don't. I mean, Epic's not going to you know take them down or anything like that. Right, it'll just, just it'll make a chink in the armor, basically. Yeah, it, yeah it, it'll this will open something. It, it, yeah, it, it's opening eyes is exactly what it was going to do from the very start. But when all this stuff happened last year, there was a lot of talk about it, and then it kind of fell off because we just knew like it would be a while before this stuff ever hit the light of day. Um, that well, time the is court now. proceedings started this week. Um, this last week, court proceedings started going down. Tons of documents started getting brought out. Mm-hmm. I, I um, and I loved that aspect of it because initially they were like, "Oh, uh, but we have this," and the court's like, uh, "Okay, what is that?" And they're like, "We can't tell you uh, because of copyright and you know uh, NDA. If if we told you, we'd have to kill you." And they're like, oh, cool, so don't bring it up. Yeah, so there was a ton of stuff that they're like, oh, well, we have this. And then they're like, okay, cool. Because there's like a a filing system. It was something I didn't know about and Mm -hmm. something I probably would have never have known about unless this this specific scenario made it possible. Um, But everything for a court case is open. It, It goes into the... Everyone can go read this public record. Yep. Um, As soon as it's brought up in court, it's public record. You can go see it. There's a second area where um, only specific parties can view this for like confidentiality reasons or you know something or other. It's basically the government you know blacklining and redacting a bunch of shit on a document. Um, And almost everything that was a ton of stuff that was coming out about companies and release dates and games and exclusivity it was all redacted and it it gets to the point of like what information do you have so you can go ahead and continue from there i just loved learning that because it's like yeah it's what's so crazy about it is that this case of so many things happening it there's so much secrecy in the games industry that the American court systems weren't ready for Can't it. process it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're like, wait, this is fucking video games and business. Why is this so secretive? Right. And you've got to realize these people already deal with, like, pharmaceutical cases and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's obviously huge secretive stuff there. But when it comes to gaming, they weren't ready for it. Yeah, this it. is beyond secretive. This is like, again, this yeah. is the type of thing, like, they don't even really know what they're doing in the most cases. Yeah, it's, yeah, like it's there's There are so know. many NDAs going around 
that you don't even know if you can talk to the guy in the cubicle next to you about what you're working on sometimes. Right. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's absolutely it's, wild to me. That we hold... It's is the wild part that we hold um, video games to a higher standard than the medical field. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... I mean, that that's, that's well, interesting. Well, I don't, again, it's, the, I don't know if it's the fact that it's being held to a, diff- a different, a higher standard than that. Well, really, a lower standard. But it's I the guess. fact that it's the fact that the the court systems just weren't at all ready for this. Yeah, I mean, like it's the fact that it came so out of nowhere that no one actually thought about it and thought about the ramifications of all this secrecy, right. um, to the point where you know there were documents brought up. Um, during interviews, there were people interviewed from other major companies. So it wasn't just about Apple and Google and, and all of this, even though the main focus on here is with Apple and Epic. Um, yeah, the issue is Epic has their fingers in every other pie. Yep. Um, all of these exclusive games that are coming in, guess what? There's a contract there. Oh, mm-hmm. they have their next upcoming title? That's going to be exclusive to Epic for you know a year or whatever? Well, guess what? That's in here. We can't talk about that. Um, it no, no, man. Some cool things that came out of it though, like early on, some old numbers, like 2019 numbers, I think, went up, and it was about you know just money. It, it was one of the reports that I that first really opened my eyes that the court case was going on, and it was Epic's report on how much money they paid to have exclusivity for certain things or how much money they paid mm-hmm. to be able to give away certain games. Um, yeah, and it was just, it was mind-blowing. But what's really crazy is that, what was it? They ended up spending like $6 per new user or something. So it was like, a as a, as a means of growing your business, it was actually a really good deal. Yeah. yeah, and it's like they've they've come out and even said during this that they haven't turned a profit. It's like yeah, Epic's not the losing goal. money and they think that over the next couple years they can finally hit like 35 to 40 percent of the pc marketplace and be that right Um, this is the amazon strategy right they're not trying to make as much money as possible they're trying to make as much market share as possible exactly and it's crazy that like i'm I'm glad you put it that way because it totally makes sense they're they're doing so many things at a loss which is what amazon did right yeah yeah, Amazon. The Amazon store didn't turn a profit until like 2011 or something. And that's typical with business, where you know you for the first you know x amount of years, you know depending on what you're trying to do, you don't turn a profit. Right. Um. So I, I wonder if when they were, you know, sitting down to kind of embark on this journey, if they were like, I mean, let's just throw it out the window, throw the rules out the window. Right. You know, we're not going to turn a profit. We know we're not going to turn a profit. So why don't we build goodwill? Yeah, that's so better. That's better than money anyway. So one thing that I love that happened during all of this was just the opening statements because some things that I have always thought and kind of cited and believed in were brought up um, during the opening statements. Epic labeled iOS as anti-competitive. Yeah, mm-hmm. and cited Apple staff, including Steve Jobs. Um, who discussed locking consumers into the ecosystem. Uh, It also said the cut Apple takes from purchases across the full breadth of the App Store is arbitrary and inconsistent, applying to digital goods but not physical, not applying to subscriptions until Apple decided it did. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of stuff that we've talked about before. 
That's true. Yeah. Like we've talked about how unfair it is for you just to, for them to just by default get thirty percent of the something just because it's on the app store. Like, yeah, that's fucked up. But then again, you're not giving me another option to do it outside of physical, which is a completely different way of handling it. And a lot of the stuff you can't do physical. And um, something that I think just like a general. Um, philosophical way to look at what is going on with this whole um, court case really is like I think that Tim Sweeney is you know a, a, among all of the other things that you can use to describe Epic and Tim Sweeney in particular um, he is really making a fight here he's like making a stand with the Epic Game Store with the success that they found in Fortnite of like kind of like a general um I don't want to say that he's, like, the only executive that's a true gamer or whatever, because that's stupid and it's not correct. But he is, like, making a stand here that is from a industry benefit point of view. For, a longest, for the longest time, he was a developer. And, you know, he has now reached the point where he is a publisher and a even a marketplace holder, right? And, like, he's doing things like giving the developers a bigger cut of the paycheck. Uh, yeah, he's that was doing one of the things, first things like, we loved. Yeah, that was the, one of the main things, is that not only is that true of Apple, but that's true of Steam. It's true of Microsoft and PlayStation Store until recently. Microsoft is yeah, changing. Uh, yeah, and yeah, until this past week, that's something we didn't bring up. Right. Like, Microsoft just decided that on PC, on the Windows Store, they're going to switch to, instead of taking a 30% cut, to only taking a 12% cut. Right. So that, that's I mean that's huge on the Windows Store on PC though, and yeah. that's still a big deal. Yeah, we so, I think we talked about that last week. Yeah, we, we mentioned that last week, and and yeah. it's it's kind of like he is sort of putting forward these um, these potential changes to the marketplace, right? That are gonna benefit developers because he originally was a developer. Developer, yeah, right. So it is. It, it's really. Uh, there's a big potential for a big change here because he's willing to put his money where his mouth is, right? And, like, um, if, Oh, and they have a lot of money. And I mean, it, also, yeah. a big thing, too, is, like, the, uh, the judge has said in basically some of the opening stuff that was, like, this case has a massive potential to impact, like, the business of... Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, the whole console market, the whole PC, the entire games market, by basically saying, you know, you are charging an illegal amount of overhead for this thing that you're not putting enough yeah, benefit like down for or whatever. Yeah. They're it's, they're coming in there. It, it's almost like you have the entire what they're you have like that entire castle that they've built by taking such a huge cut of everything. Yeah. And everyone just kind of learned to deal with it. And it, it's weird because it's kind of a parallel to what we're seeing right now just in the workforce in general. Right. Like, we are now seeing people, because of the pandemic, because of, like, unemployment rates and different pay rates and stuff, you're seeing entire workplaces where the people are quitting. Well, Same we're, day, I mean, we're seeing, all like... out because yeah. they realize they're more valuable than that. And it's and, not just that, but, like, certain, I mean, especially when you talk about, like, restaurant industry or something and just kind of customer service retail in general... That's one of the most dangerous places to be for this pandemic, which, of course, you know, the virus is only X, you know, deadly or whatever. But, like, that is the worst place to be in this industry in general. And then 
here in particular, you're asking people to risk probably not their own lives, but their elderly family members' lives for, you know, $10 an hour. Probably not going to happen. So it is interesting that, like, this could be a sea change in the game industry in general. Now imagine that this court case is so difficult to go forward with because of all the secrecy and everything. Imagine that the judge says, you know what, you have to give me sales numbers, you have to give me XYZ. And then that just becomes standard reporting requirement for the video games like it is with movies. So movies have to report what they spend on the production of the movie. They don't have to report marketing figures, but they have to report on the production of the film what was the cost. They have to report on daily box office. They have to report per theater box office, per screen, you know? So, like, imagine if that became true of video games. Imagine if every game that came out had to report, um, you know, we made uh, $46,000 in profit from uh, the Nintendo Switch, we made $182,000 profit from Steam, and we made, uh, you know, 190000 profit on Xbox. And then you could look at that and you could, as a regular person, make certain guesses and say, oh, so, okay, it, it cost them a million dollars to make this. They only ended up making about a quarter million dollars in profit, so there's probably not going to be a sequel. Um, this this game market type is a little oversaturated, so I might not want to get into this market for this reason. Like, it, that would do so much to to further the industry as a whole that I'm really hoping that this court case goes on for like 10 years. I hope it just strips all of these companies down to the dick. I want to see everything. He wants yeah. to see the dick. You heard him. So I want to see the if, dick. If if we go down a little bit, like there, you know, of course, there's technical difficulties. We saw that. Um, they they bring up the fact that Fortnite isn't just a game anymore. Right. Um, that it is so much bigger because we've had live music events happen in the game and all kinds of other stuff that was crazy. Star Wars plotline reveals. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like it's been massive. Like, yeah. It's become a part of it's become a part of society at this point. Like, yeah. Fortnite is that big. It went from being the really annoying, like, yeah, dude, yeah, little kid, here's your $10 card, go play with your plastic pickaxe, like, to, holy shit, this is huge because everything has their fingers in it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and it's the only game in the world where you can go out with your friends and one of you can be a Marvel character, one of you can be a DC character, and one of you can be fucking John Wick. Like, yeah. You can it's be whatever you so want, and the world, weird. the world, uh, it, one of my favorite things about it um, is it can change on the fly. You can watch things happen live. And you not have to just, deal with not it. Not just these events that they're setting up, but I'm talking events like... Yeah, the meteor at one point, crash thing. Yeah, no, at one point, one of the like towns that they had, they dropped a fucking steel plate on top of it, and they said, hey, whatever you build in this specific mode will rotate and you know your build could show up on that platform in the game mm, so they did a final, a, fantasy to, uh, final fantasy 7 die-in is what you're saying it's so wild it's, dude it's been it's it's, a, it's been a wild ride and if we go down a little bit more where they're talking about um if the epic if, if an epic win could even impact things outside of gaming uh, and impact other apps or how it would impact other apps because, yeah, that 30% cut going away, if that were to get changed, that could make a big deal on a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. But when asked about it, Sweeney just straight up said that, yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, <laughs> this is this is a company that has more money than what they know what to do with it. 
it really came down to them asking though like well do you know what do you know do you know what this could do how, how what kind of outcome this could create for the future of just everything in general then if this changes nope and he's like I don't know <laughs> let's and try to it me, that's the biggest deal like that's good yeah. did he... I like that we don't know I want to see did right. they fall ass backwards into this probably I mean, it, it I... seemed like they had done it on purpose like I remember when this was first starting up it was like, okay, they intentionally did this because they, I mean, that day they had, like, stuff in the game that was talking okay, so, about. Okay, so, like, that, you, you raised a good point. So, if you, um, if you want to grab that third link and pop it up, uh-huh. um, Epic's Project Liberty. Right, right, exactly. Um, that is huge. Yeah, they did, like, a whole, like, 1984 marketing campaign that was, like, uh, you know, Apple's trying to silence us by, you know, whatever. So yeah. Epic had this ready yeah. for whenever they needed to do it. Yeah. Um, I think that Epic had, it, it looks like from everything that we see, that Epic had this in their back pocket just waiting for the day that they were going to get pulled down from an app store. Um, and they knew that if any company was going to do it, it was going to be Apple. Yeah. So they were predictive enough to know that it was going to go down that way and to still run, risk all to do it. Yep. Um, that's, if you scr- that's this why. happened in August. So August is when this happened. If you scroll down a little bit on there, there is a PR strategy screenshot for a yeah. hot fix <laughs> update where the goal is to, quote, get players, media, and industry on Epic's side. Uh, the launch was August TBD because they weren't sure. Yep. Um, it gives you the strategy, but if you look at the bottom, it, it was a slide from July first. Huh. Like that was a July PR update. Yeah, they they've been aware. they've been thinking about it for a while. They were ready, and they 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 knew that when this happened, when they made this shift, mm-hmm. that it was probably going to backfire on them. So they 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 planned multiple steps ahead. Yep, and. It is, it's amazing. Like, this is, it's weird because, like, I want to draw more parallels and be like, this is like the, the, the Rebel Alliance, like, building <laughs> up and preparing ahead for going against the Empire. I mean, it definitely is some big like, brain shit, for sure. Th- yeah, yeah, it's like, well, if we do this, they're going to come at us with this. It's like, that's why we're going to be ready with this. Yep. We're going to yeah. be ready for it. They, they're, yeah, it, it's, it's so crazy that they, they thought that far ahead. Like, yeah. they... I think that's what really separates them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because other companies just are not... They actively try to remove they themselves try from the, to, They actively position. try to appease the, the, the big ones. They try to appease everyone at the top mm-hmm. um, because that's their bread and butter and they right. start to lose way too much money by pissing them off. Um, but they, Epic didn't. Epic was ready for it. Epic put on their boxing gloves, and they put some fucking cartoon horseshoes in the bottoms of those bad boys, <laughs> and they were ready to go swinging. What, and they then, have the swole cat right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on. You guys keep talking. I'm going to look up the swole cat and put it on the... Like, this is just, <laughs> to me, this was, too, this was really cool. This was such a huge deal. Um... I thought it was amazing. Um, they were ready with contingency plan after contingency plan. They were ready that 
um, to, for how to talk to the press about it and, and how to um, relay the information to players um, because they knew this was coming as far back as even May. So months before that, they had backup plan of if the game were to get blocked. Um, in the scenario that Apple or Google were to block the game from the app, um, examples of pro-Epic messaging uh, <laughs> being like Epic fights for the players and developers, which we knew that. Yeah. Um, the App Store and Google Play and Steam are all anti-consumer monopolies because they fucking are. Yeah. Um, like, dude, a few weeks ago, Epic, or no, a few weeks ago, Steam won an award for best independent storefront. Like, what? get the fuck out of here. <laughs> What does independent yourself. mean in that case? Yeah, you're because you're you're one fucking small yeah. company that's not even a small company anymore. Because you not fucking a small own company. Steam. Go to hell. Yeah, you don't count. Itch should have had that. Yeah, hands yeah. fucking down. Yeah. Um. But goddamn it, full cat. <laughs> hell yeah. That's all fine. That right there. That that's that's life. That is life. But the one that caught like, me was the um the. Toon Meowsles mm. one. That's the one that mm. really caught my eye. Uh, because it has like a like a nineteen twenties uh feel to it. Yeah. Anyway. Completely um, not relevant. But like <laughs> aside from the epic side of it, they also brought up the examples of anti epic messaging for people to be ready for. And they brought this stuff up back in May. Yeah. So three months before everything even went down. Yeah. Um, they knew people were going to say, oh, Epic's greedy, and Epic thinks they're special, and honestly, from working in gaming retail, as much as I have, and as much as you guys have, and just in gaming in general, we knew that shit was coming. Yeah. Like, well, we there was always, start. yeah, there was always going to be some kind of big, like, I don't know. There's like, always going to be that dissent there from the people yeah. that are very, and um, I guess... I'm gonna throw the word out there. Um, there. Oh man, I can't even think of the best way to phrase it. Um, it's it's they're they're more privileged. Like this, do, this doesn't impact me. So it's it's just not convenient for me to open up another fucking bootloader. Like go to hell. Uh, yeah. Um, well, that I mean, the thing is, like, I, we could sense for a long time, I guess, that there's going to be some kind of big reckoning in the industry with a lot of the yeah. typical practices and the quiet silence and the price gouging and things like that. We, we kept seeing so many big games. As soon as a big game um, let's go Metro Exodus. Yeah. When that went live for pre-order, it was live, It was available for pre-order on Steam. Yeah. And then like two weeks later, not even that, it was suddenly just, alright, guess what? It's not going to be on Steam. That's going to be on Epic for the first year. Yeah. And everyone lost their minds about it. Yeah, Neverlands Three, same thing. That that could be. I don't want to say it's where it started, but I, I think it might have been where Epic was really like, yeah, that's going to be a problem for us. What can we do to get ahead, and who's going to be the heavy hitters? Yeah, yeah. So they, they started. To, that's that's asking why. Those that's early. why Steam is mentioned in there as far as um, anti-consumer monopolies, mm -hmm. because they they Epic wants there to be a more fair ecosystem. They want people to have more options. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's down to the point now where half of the shit that I buy on PC, if it's for Steam, I don't even buy it through Steam. I buy it through other websites. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do... There's a few things, personally, that I've bought through, like, GOG and, you know, uh, switching over, like, to Epic itself. You don't even have to buy stuff on Epic. 
Like, yeah. you can. And it when you do, guess what? You're going to get, you know, like 10, 20 bucks off or whatever in a lot yeah. of cases. Um, Epic, it, it really feels like they're like, we're not here to make money. We're here to make change. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, it, it's, it's wild to me, and I, I love seeing this. And what was so mind-blowing of any of it was that these documents had to get released. Yeah. Yeah. From May and July, when all of this went down in August. So months ahead of time, they were ready. They were playing the long game mm-hmm. so far ahead. And um, so well, if, too. Like, yeah. this, could have, this could have backfired on them. This really, could have really went easy. so poorly, but they got ahead of it. and Because they, they knew they were going to have to get ahead of it. And taking the 1984 approach, <laughs> that, that day, that is what <laughs> blew me away. Yeah. Because that it's it's one of those where, you know, you've got to uh, one of my favorite lines and favorite ideas from nineteen eighty four was you've got to follow all the small rules if you want to break the big ones. Yep. And it's about following the status quo on the surface and going along with everything while you prepare, while you plan ahead, while you get ready to make your big move. And that's what we saw them do. I couldn't even imagine working on this, this, this animation, the free Fortnite 1984 video. Like, could you Dude. imagine being in the studio and they're like, "Hey, we have this thing for you to work on." Oh, cool! Is and it for like, game uh, or whatever? Why? And they're like, <laughs> no. "No, we're gonna need to sign these extra NDAs." Well, and well, that was another thing they talked about. They had so much of this stuff they couldn't prepare for early. Yeah. And and it was because of um, risk of leaks. Yeah. There was so much stuff they couldn't let anyone in the media know. They couldn't let anyone anywhere know because of potential leaks. And they just had to be like, you know what? We're just going to have to play it tight, play it close to the chest, and when the time comes, go all in. I can't wait until the um, document, uh, like, the, <laughs> until we get, like, um, you know, like, like the history of about this. It. Yeah, yeah, like a full, like, Netflix docuseries. Yeah. <laughs> because... I like. I would venture to say less than Dude, five I people am, worked on this animation. I am ready for this to be an entire fucking series. Yeah. And maybe it won't even be on Netflix. Maybe it'll be on a new video streaming service. The, the Epic, Epic uh, video Epic, platform. Epic. Exactly. Yeah. I, I would it'll be called the Epic Store about uh, at that time. It would just be called the Epic Store. I would just throw my money at them so hard. Yeah. So, like, without getting too deep back into there you know if we because that that was all the behind the scenes planning like the fact that this did take a lot of work a lot of foresight a mm-hmm. lot of thought a lot of force yeah. um a lot of other they stuff have a lot of force in the game thank you they, exactly <laughs> if we go back not to cut things short <laughs> got him um stuff that we didn't know was going on behind the scenes as well that we kind of thought was but we weren't sure um Going back to stuff about Fortnite and the Epic Game Store and these deals, um, we all wanted crossplay so bad for so long, uh, and Fortnite was one of the first games to really, really give us push that. it, yeah. Um, because Epic cut a deal with Sony for it. Yeah. So again, we have Epic to thank for fucking crossplay. Yeah. Because they begged and then paid fucking Sony to allow it to happen. Like be able to show them look at the value that can be had with this. Yeah. Um you know, it it's it I don't know like I I don't have the you know that information. 
but I, I feel like the games that are open like that, that are that are hey, our game is successful. Mm-hmm. Let's open it up to not just be you know specifically you play with these people on this platform. Give them the option. Um, so now you're able to play that with everybody because not everyone and, has a um, you know, and not everyone has a PS5. Some people have PS4. Some people have Xbox. Well, even if we go back, mobile. like, the big issue we talked about before until recently um, with free-to-play games like Fortnite on the PlayStation Store and on PC, obviously, you didn't have to have a membership to play it, but on Xbox, you always did. Mm-hmm. So you had some friends that just couldn't afford a live membership on Xbox, so they played on PlayStation all the time instead. Yeah. Um, and then if you can't play with your friends, that sucks. Yeah. Um, but what I think is cool is... In, in the little um, epic kind of deal with Sony section, perhaps the most interesting is the fact that Sony would only allow crossplay functionality between Fortnite players on PS4 and those on other platforms if it could charge Epic an additional royalty. And that opens up a whole other can of worms yes, where they just said, Sony says, well, I want my money. And that that's more news that we never would have actually thought about. Yeah. Going I mean, public if it didn't go public for this. It's like you know how, you, like you were saying, hey, my favorite finally... my favorite line was, uh, you know, you have to play by the small rules to be able to break yeah. the big rules. That's exactly what that is. Yep. Sony's the small rule. Well, Isn't that funny? Well, the thing is, like, we didn't even realize that they were that that Sony was taking so much more money to make that happen. That it was that kind of a deal. Yeah. Um, we always thought. Guys, look, Sony's cool with crossplay. They're finally with it, and this is going to be dope. And turns out they weren't really cool with it. They were. They found a way to make it profitable getting to them. Getting paid, getting paid. So that's another thing that, like, that's another curtain that just gets pulled back during this court case. Yeah. Another one of those documents that goes out, and and everyone just kind of like strokes their chin and is like, "Whoa, oh, seriously?" Um, <laughs> I wonder if more people were like, "Oh shit." We could have made more money off this. <laughs> it's insane. And then, like, I don't even care about you know Fortnite may return to the iOS, whatever. That's it'll find a way. It'll find this way. It will find this way. Now. Yeah. Um, but another thing that was interesting was Microsoft getting brought into it. Microsoft got pulled into it, yeah. and uh, Lori Wright, their vice president for gaming, media, and entertainment, got on the stand, where she was questioned about some different things discussed the Microsoft business model and was asked about profitability of Xbox consoles where she confirmed that Microsoft does not and has never made profit from sales on consoles mm-hmm. no that's not huge news to people like us that have mm-hmm. worked on the retail side of the industry often enough right. in management roles and understand the fucking minuscule profit margins on things yeah, yeah. but it's this it's more like, the means to for the delivery. That's big of the for a lot of other people. Profitable. Um, the the revenue came from subscriptions and commissions exactly. from digital sales. Yep. From the thirty percent cut, same as Apple, that helped offset the loss. And that's why Microsoft is going. Hey, our ne- real next gen piece is Game Pass. Like it, it's yep. because there's there's money to be made there. They don't make money on consoles and. It, if last gen is any sort of indication, their game sales for things that are very exclusive to them that bring people to the platform, not Dude, there. Like, I love this. Like, she specifically testified that Xbox consoles were only designed for gaming. Yeah. Um, 
omitting the TV video and web functionality Microsoft pushed so heavily at the announcement of the Xbox One, which also gives us, like, that was a back pocket lie and just big bullshit that Microsoft brought out during the Xbox One day, um, which was, oh, cool gaming, cool gaming, what can we do more than gaming, what can we do with more than gaming? Oh, you guys want to be an all-in-one entertainment system? That's not what it was built for. We all kind of figured that out really quick. Yeah. But what's funny is that at one point, um, Apple got upset because when it got brought up that they never made a profit and that they made their money from that 30% cut, same as Apple, Apple got upset that they weren't given the information that she was going to relay ahead of time. Like, they, they thought that it should be stricken from the record that she brought up that Microsoft never makes profits on their sales or on their consoles only from their digital sales. Um, it's like, ask any retail employee. Yeah. Yeah. We'll tell yeah. you. It's like, and, and this started for me, the entire amount of just ridiculous, ridiculous defenses that the Apple attorneys had. Like, you well, we, you didn't present that information to us uh, early enough for us to prepare to have a proper debate and argument to have with that, which is how court cases work. Anytime you present evidence, both sides have to have access to it early enough to prepare an argument if they need it. But it's not that this was secretive information. <laughs> like, you can find this kind of information just out there. Like, yeah, it's understandable they don't fucking make money on those. No one does. Yeah. I mean, that there, there's a reason, you know, retail is not focused on... You know, something like GameStop. They're not focused on, oh, hey, how many consoles did you sell today? Yeah, They're more like, hey, how many pre-owned things did you sell today? Yeah, dude, I could sell one copy of an Xbox 360. I could I could have sold one Xbox 360 copy of NCAA 2014, and I would have made more profit for the company than selling five brand new PS5s. Yeah. Like, it's just all there is to it. There's no fucking profit in new consoles. Yeah, the, um, the margins are... Dollars, the razor thin. Some, like, yeah, sometimes, loss. sometimes change. Yeah, and you have to realize that for the company, to, for the retailers to sell them at such a small, small profit, you know the the manufacturers aren't making money on it. No, because why the fuck would the company buy them if they're only selling them at a five percent profit? When you look at shipping and stuff like that, it just makes sense yeah. um, that they're losing money getting those to retailers. Again, which is why a lot of places are straight selling them through their websites now. Yeah, just means of delivery. That's what these things are. They, I mean, they want to get as many in your hands as possible because once it's in your hands, guess what? You're going to spend more. It's like going to, it's like going to Disney. You go to Disney and you go, oh, I'm going to pay to get into the park. But once you're in the park, what are you going to do? Leave to go somewhere to eat? Absolutely not. Right. You're going to eat there. Yeah. Like so. It it was just all ridiculous. We we already talked a little bit about. Microsoft recently changing their pricing structure on PC games. Um, another big thing, though, that Epic did, they pushed the limits even more. Uh, we had, we alluded to it earlier. Um, Epic is the ones that kept pushing to Microsoft to say, dude, just fucking drop the multiplayer charge for free-to-play games. That's stupid. Yeah. And I don't have any definitive proof, but I know I've talked to you guys both about it years ago. The... I still think to this day one of the biggest reasons that the Elder Scrolls Online kept getting delayed the way it did because it was supposed to have a membership fee associated with it just like Final Fantasy XIV and World of Warcraft um, 
I think the issue was that Microsoft wanted to double paywall it. They still wanted you to have gold to play it. Yep. And because of that, they weren't backing down, so Bethesda had to fucking back down and say, fine, it's going to be free to play with optional paid things. Yeah. Because we don't want you guys to have to pay for Xbox Live and a paid membership for the game. And then little did they know they would just buy that studio later. Yeah, like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's whatever. Like, it's still some bullshit, and I'm glad that Microsoft finally fucking dropped it. Like, yeah. Like, the, seriously, they got to the point where it was like they were the only company that you had to have the membership to play a free-to-play game, which was awful, because, yeah, mm-hmm. their system was cheaper for a lot of people to get. It was cheaper to get Xbox Ones for the longest time than PS4s. So yeah. more families were getting that, so their kid could play Fortnite, and then they had to go back out and buy a membership. Like it's 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 been ridiculous. It's been such a trip. I cannot wait to to see what kind of news we get next week from all of this. Yeah, it's going to continue to get weirder and weirder, probably. Yeah, this because is the point that we've been waiting for, pretty much. This okay. has been wild, Plug and like it's it's to the point now where the most ridiculous arguments are happening, and it's just like throwing mud in someone's face to try to defame somebody. <laughs> An argument was made by the Apple side that said, well, can you, if you guys will follow me to the Epic Game Store, I want to show you this, and you can all follow along and see it yourself. Uh, if you click this section that says Top 20 Games on the Epic Game Store, there are 25 games there. <gasps> Drops Mike. Dun, dun. The fuck is wrong with you? That's your <laughs> argument? <laughs> just, oh man, I just, I can't. I want to go back to The Simpsons, like, <laughs> where the, the Simpsons, like, Thomas Edison episode, where, like, the dad is in the street and he backhands the kid in the back of the head. He's like, why don't you like Edison like that? Um, because that became <laughs> one of my favorite memes of, like, so many other stupid things to, like, that's how you do a riot. Or, that's how you storm a capital. Like, all this other stupid stuff. But it's just smack. That's how you win an argument. Like, no, it's not, like... <laughs> That's not even an argument at all. Like, I feel like Epic is just the little kid in that one, and literally any sane adult is the person backhanding them on the back of the head saying, you're an idiot. Yeah. Awesome. It's, it's literally like the argument is, um, oh, look, Epic claims they're giving you 20 things, but they're actually giving you 25. It's benefiting. Them. It makes them look better. Yeah, it's like, this is their top 20 games. Why are there 25 in the list, though? Just shut the fuck up. You get five freebies, baby. The top 20 is still in there. Still awesome, so... Yeah, the other... You're still seeing the top 20 in that list, so shut the fuck up. And as as you said it before we started recording Night Swarm, one of your favorite things, and it made me laugh really hard about it, is the Chewbacca defense. The Chewbacca defense. Yeah. (laughs) Does that make sense? Tell me, does that make... Sense. Chewbacca, who is a Wookiee, lives on uh-huh. Endor uh-huh. with Ewok, two foot tall Ewoks. Now, how does that make sense? It's a great question. Normally, from Kashyyyk. But he's hanging out on Endor? Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. I, I, I'm, I'm, I keep looking at Fortnite and... You know, just because we've been talking about so much stuff, and live video we've been sharing, yeah, I've been just popping through different videos and seeing things. Is Fortnite Wreck-It Ralph? <laughs> is is it the same? Yeah. It's the same thing, right? Because it's like you're just assuming this character in this universe that has everything, right? Yeah. The fourth wall has 
just been destroyed, fully destroyed. Honestly, you, you the, the fourth wall might have been destroyed, but you get to build your own other walls. Right, you get to build several <laughs> other walls beyond that. That, but it doesn't restrict anything. It's like the scheme's wild. It's, like there have been so many times that Fortnite has announced new skins dropping that have made me go, "I'm finally going to buy a fucking Fortnite skin. Not even play this game." I haven't bought any of them, thankfully, because I don't play Fortnite. I keep talking myself out of it. It's still installed on my PC. Yeah. Um, it's updated. It always updates. I'm never going to play it. But I like having it there because if it's not installed, I'm going to get a random itch one day to say, I want to play around a Fortnite. And then you have to wait for it to install, and then you're not going to want to do it. Because it's, it's a wild game, and it is so much more than just a game. But it is... Fortnite is the catalyst that has changed gaming. So yeah. weird. So weird. It is wild to Just, me. It's it's it I don't know if it's the same for you, Austin, but it's so weird for me. Just seeing the original state of the game just so early. Yeah. And seeing the guys that were working on the game, you know, kind of getting to know them a little bit through social media and, you know, through our in-person interaction. And then just seeing them in the back room just working on stuff, just playing around. Yep. It wasn't even like, it was never, almost never taken seriously. They seriously wanted our feedback. Well, the team, what was really interesting is that the team had really felt like they had been siloed off. And I talked with, like, some of the designers and uh, developers, you know, because I I went to two play sessions and played, and then I went to a third and just hung out. Yeah, I went to to two myself. And uh, one with you and one myself. Yeah, you know, I was trying to add some of the developers on social media and everything to kind of mix success. And um, what was really interesting was, you know, they they, several of them felt like they had been siloed off and just kind of kick to the curb a little bit and like, okay, yeah, you guys work on this cute little thing over here and we'll go make some real games. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, they were just, they had kind of turned it into like, okay, if we want to, this can be a dream project where we just do whatever we want and have fun. Yep. And they were trying to do that. And then, you know, they, they succeeded in such a unprecedented, unexpected way. Like, I know a lot of people had actually moved on to different projects and different studios before Fortnite actually released. Yeah. Because by the time it was coming out, they were like, oh, okay, this is done. They're never going to let us, you know, continue forward with this. Time to just put it out and move on. Yeah, the project manager that I talked with a lot, um, he had moved on. Yeah. He had moved on months. It was just months after we had, you know... Like he and I had all those conversations. Um, still weird. They didn't really spare an expense, though. You know what I mean? They yeah. they hired they hired a full catering thing for every time I was there. Yeah. Like I, you could. It's like okay, yeah, I can go on campus and go over to, um, I don't know, like a fast food restaurant or one of our yeah. sit down places on campus, or. For the like week that they were here, I can go over there and get. Hey, hamburgers taste better when they're free. Yep. And they tasted really, really good, especially when they're like, "Hey, is Michael here?" And I'd look around, and Michael is not here, so I became Michael. Um, 
like that was that was rad. And the the project manager that I was talking to, he's like, "No, take as many as you want. Like order or as many as you want. These these catering guys, they're here. We paid for unlimited. Yep. So as many as you want." And I was like, "Okay, are you talking about taking them <laughs> home or what?" He's like, "Don't take them home." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, college guy trying to eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it do be like that. What a what a wild ride. So, um, and, it's and been then just, dude, I I have just been sideswiped so many times in the past week, opening up the internet to see more news about the court case. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, this started as like such a small thing. Um, it's gonna be. This is gonna be a, a sea change for the game I, industry. Whatever comes out of this. Oh yeah, like no matter what it is, it's gonna change everything. And I don't see there being a. There's just like I said earlier. There's no way that Epic can truly lose. Yeah, a- Apple. Apple cannot win this. They could win the court case or whatever, but they could not win this battle. The, they, yeah, they the PR lose. is over. It is it is completely over PR wise. Um, and the thing is, like, God damn it, the dumb and dumber style arguments that I keep seeing <laughs> Apple bring up. Yeah. Like, I can't wait much. to see this as a TV series or a Netflix series or something, just like you said earlier. So that I can see like these ridiculous reenactments and be like, who, the f- what, what, why? <laughs> like, good it's stuff. just, uh, it hurts, but in like a good way. Because it's just like, oh, you're that stupid. How are you that dumb? <laughs> you make more money in the hour that you're in front of a screen right now than I do in a year, and you make this fucking argument. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Classic. <clears throat> but, alright, we will keep up, of course, with um, the Apple vs. Epic stuff, um, as we have been for the past year. And <laughs> <change>. <laughs> it's been a year. Um, so, you know, I, I'm sure next week we'll have something, if not the week after. Uh, the, the the hits, that they just keep on coming, boys. And so they don't stop coming. Yeah. Um, but that is it for this week's show. Thank you guys for joining us for the news. As always, if you get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash mammothgamesing. Check out all the top news and video game stuff. Talk to us about this junk there first, of course. Talk and to us about your experiences with Lady Demetresque because mm. uh, we need yes. that. And, and, her, uh, and her friends that, that if you've been playing Resident Evil Village uh, who popped up in that powwow to, uh, yeah. to go out, yeah. to, to go out on a high note, I yeah. found a perfect screenshot on on Twitter, and it was somebody posted a picture of the ladies' bathtub, and it's huge. It's massive. Mm-hmm. But the it's towels so on big. the cart next to it are still normal sized, so they're tiny. <laughs> so they're like for her, it's like she'd need three towels just to cover like her ass and then one titty each. Yep. But. And we're talking beach Somebody towels. posted about it, and they were like, these towels are so comically small, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> and somebody replied back, like, careful, you're going to give the Rule 34 artists some ammunition you don't need to. <laughs> and I, repl- I simply replied to that, and now I wait. 
that that uh that bathtub like you couldn't even it's not even you can't see inside of it (laughs) yeah it's huge it's a giant clawfoot bathtub and it's like you dude it's it's awesome oh man everything about it's like being a little kid again (laughs) everything around her with you involved with ethan is like you're a little kid following mommy around yeah like I, I saw a video of someone stabbing her in the ass with a knife, and she just turns around and looks down, and then like in, in disappointment, <laughs> and then walks away. So please share with us your your awesome Lady Dimitrescu <clears throat> moments and any other awesome Resident Evil moments you have. For sure. uh, if you guys have some dope screenshots, share them. I'm all about that. Um, if you guys made some ridiculous memes, let's see them. Yeah, tag us uh, over on Twitter at uh, Mammoth Games Inc. so we can check all that stuff out. Um, but yeah, that, that's it for the show. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Nightswarm. I'm Filtercord. I'm Johnny Riot. Have a good one, guys. <laughs>